Enter the creative world with FjorgeCast. Explore a variety of trends in the creative landscape, getting insider knowledge and advice from the industry's best. Fjorge is proud to present FjorgeCast with host Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge, and today in our show, we'll be talking with AJ Prasad about his digital marketing agency, GMR, web team. Welcome to the show, AJ. I'm happy to be here, Tim. We're, we're happy to have you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your company? Sure. So GMR Web Team was formed actually in 2003 to address the market, digital marketing needs of small businesses. Uh, you know, I have previously worked for big companies, so, um, so I knew that you know, the smaller companies were using essentially the same trick as the, as the big companies, which is totally irrelevant. So we formed this in 2003 with a focus on helping small businesses with their digital marketing needs. When you say we, did you have co-founders? No, but I had the employees <laughs> that sure. I started with. Got it. Um, and w- what prompted you to start a business in 2003? <laughs> Actually, it was very interesting. Uh, I was fired from my, my job at that time as head of uh, marketing and product development for uh, uh, you know, for a consumer electronic product. And uh, and before that, I had worked for large companies literally for 17, 18 years. So I just figured that I paid my dues to large company. I wanted to start my own business. Good for you. control of my life. Why'd you get fired? Uh, you know, I got fired because there was a disagreement in terms of the direction of the company. And, uh, you know, so I understand totally uh, that the, the CEO, if, if today I had the same conflict f- with one of my employees, probably the employee will go. And that was my biggest uh, frustration. Not that I was fired, but I knew that I was right. And still I could not convince it. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I want to do something where I control. If, I'm, if I feel like this is the right way to go, I can do it. And you know, I either get the benefit or get the blame. But this was a very unique situation. When you work for corporations, you always get the blame if something goes wrong. Uh, and this was in particular case, I was 100% sure that they were going on the wrong track. Still, I could not convince the group. So, so when, it wa- when I was fired, even though I was offered a, a, a job very quickly with a com- by a competitor, I just had enough of, uh, I just wanted really uh, more control over my life. So what was it like going from uh, corporate America to a, uh, a, a smaller, smaller business, owning a smaller business or a startup even? Really scary in the beginning, to be very honest with you, because you, I, was, I was one of those, I think, blessed one, lucky ones, where I, al- I had a really good corporate career, which means part of that, it also means that you are always making a very good living. So, uh, you know, f- being getting used to a decent uh, bi-weekly paychecks to starting something on my own, so first was really scary. It took me a couple of months to just to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, all I wanted was to really um, do something on my own, but I, I was not sure what I was going to do. So, um, so you know, it was scary even when I decided that, that I, I'm going to, I looked at a bunch of businesses and, and when I decided that I'm going to have my digital marketing agency, uh, again, getting uh, getting to a new uh, uh, 
business with a business that is entirely different target audience, which was small businesses. Remember, I come, came from corporation. So if I just wanted to be a consultant and get some projects with big companies, it was easy for me. But uh, so it was, it was kind of scary walking into the whole new area that I was not, uh, uh, I was not really had any experience with. So it was, in the beginning it was tough, a lot of failures, but it worked out, I guess, in the long run. So when, when uh, transitioning from uh, a large company and, a, a, as you described, a, a healthy, consistent paycheck mm -hmm. um, to a smaller company um, and no, no guarantee of where your paychecks can come from, I'm curious how long it, it took to get back to the point where you felt like you had a, a healthy, consistent uh, paycheck. It took, at, you know, I can tell you that I started to uh, make enough money that was same as my paycheck, it took me almost five years to get there. So uh, yes, in the beginning, uh, I w for a while, I was also doing some consulting with large companies to pay my bills. So it was okay, but the business was not generating that kind of money. And uh, it took literally, you know, of course, first six months is all investment, as you can uh, imagine. And, and I had no investor. It was all my own savings. So, uh, so yeah, it took me, you know, five years into the business, I was making, I, you know, I, I had reached the level where, uh, where I was when I was making, um, working for corporations. And now, of course, I'm way past that. So it turned out to be a good thing for me, financially sure, totally. also. Um, uh, did you hire employees right away? Yeah, because, it, you know, I'm a marketing guy. So I knew, I understood the marketing strategy, I understood what needed to be done, but all my life in corporate world, you know, I had people who would execute it. So, so when we started, when we said a digital, then obviously, you know, you're talking 2003, many small businesses did not even have a website. So, you know, getting a website done, I had no, no clue and I was not going to learn how to create a website so I, I hired uh, someone on my payroll to do the website. Uh, and then as I, we started to offer more and more services like marketing, I just, you know, I'm very good at strategy and I'm, you know, on the big picture, I'm really bad when it comes to, uh, to really getting your hands dirty and, and doing all the minuscule thing, micromanaging. So as a result, I just stuck with my strength and I covered my weakness by hiring the right people to do, do those work. And how big is the team today? Today we have, uh, my total team is, is uh, over 100, slightly over 100. Got it. Um, that's pretty incredible. Uh, and you keep them all busy day to day? They are they are super busy. Actually, we are always hiring at any given time. We are look we are looking for right people, but yeah, knock on wood, they are all very busy. Got it. Um, and what is the right person? What is the right fit for your team? Oh, for you know, I need self starters. Like I said, I don't uh, like micromanaging. I frankly, I don't. I'm not very good at that, and I have. Uh, uh, that's how I built my team when I was in corporation, was to find people who are better than me for the specific area that I'm looking for. 
And so that's the same criteria now when I'm looking to hire people. They, they need to be self-starter and they need to be much better than what I can do in any given thing, whether it is, say, social media marketing. You know, I know the basics, but I, I'm not an expert. So if someone wants to come in and say, you know, I can help your client with social media marketing, they better be expert. They should be able to, they should be many grades above me. Sure. Um, you mentioned it took uh, about five years to get back to the, the compensation level you're at before you left cor corporate America. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, in hindsight, what could you have done to shorten that time frame, that five-year time frame? <laughs> yes. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I made, which I think when you are a small, when you're starting a business with all these insecurities, it's very hard not to do. But I, now I suggest people that they shouldn't be doing that, is uh, I accept accepted any client who walked, you know, who called me or walked into the door. Uh, and then then what happened, and I, of course, I had a team, right? That, so my cost was there. It was a fixed cost that I had to do that. And, they, and, and I took some clients that I should not have taken. So they were consuming a lot of my time, a lot of my team's time, uh, and they were still not happy. So it took me almost three years to when I was, frankly, I was on the verge of uh, thinking, I was really very seriously thinking that this is not going to work out for me. Uh, because I, you know, even though technically I was uh, getting, had revenue, but I was still losing money. Uh, and then I started to realize, I realized that there were just few clients, like four or five clients that were occupying 80% of my time. Uh, and then when I did some deep research and I realized at least I could not satisfy them for whatever reason. So I just resigned those, and I tell you, everything turned around after that big time. How do you, so identify, that was one those, thing how do you that, identify those bad clients? Yeah, so, so if, uh, how, did, how did I identify those? Yep. You start trying to figure out how much money you are spending, and, and I always had a system uh, you know, for my team where I know how many hours we have spent on which client, and we don't charge by hours, right? So we charge by fixed price. So I could see that I was spending 60, 70% of my time trying to calm them because they were always complaining about something. And my team was spending uh, enormous number of hours just trying to you know, keep them happy. So I just realized that, okay, uh, you know, but they, these are like four or five clients. And then there are other 10 or 12 already who we barely spent any time and they were thrilled. They were sending us referrals. So I realized that, okay, these are the wrong people for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I'm not going, so there, there was anything wrong with them. I, I take the blame myself and say I was not able to satisfy them. So I just resigned. So that was one thing. And second thing I will tell you that I did, which now I suggest everyone, is I, I hired a personal assistant for myself after three years. Someone who would take my phone, you know, before that I was picking up all the phone calls and I was the customer service, I was sales and I was everything. Uh, and the moment I, I decided to hire someone who would screen my calls and all, it just made like a massive difference. It freed up so much of my time uh, that I could focus on building my business. Really? So what kind, what kind of calls were they taking? You know, if, if there's a customer complaint, for example. Yep. Uh, let's just start with that. So the customer will have very specific complaint. I had no reason to pick up the phone call. So long I had the right receptionist, 
you know, who picked up the phone, he would say, uh, you know, she would say or he would say, I'm, I'm really sorry to know about this. I'm going to let me contact the, the team and we'll fix it. So, you know, otherwise if I had there, I, you know, I would chit chat and I would assure them and all that. So she just did that. So freed up my time. If uh, there was a phone call that came from a prospective client, she could very, you know, she knew the questions to ask and I would have asked those questions and she would just ask those questions and then either, either she will say, okay, I think that you should talk to AJ or she would say, uh, we are the wrong people for this, uh, this project. And, and we had, you know, there was some other agency and, and we'll just suggest that maybe they should try that agency. Uh, so, and then, then of course, uh, you know, your typical things like bookkeeping and all that. I was doing everything. So all of a sudden, I, I was very lucky to find the right person. Uh, and it just made a biggest difference for me uh, also. Got it. So, so let's get into um, GMR web team a little bit. Uh, sure. What type of work do you guys do? So what we are doing now, or, or we will start doing, versus, so what we are doing right now is, is we have clients where we do, we are, think of it as we are their digital marketing agency. So they come in and they have a very specific digital marketing goals, you know, t from internet goals. And we do everything. So right from strategizing, uh, fixing their website if needed, or, or completely redesigning it, whatever it is. And, and we have a very strong team. Uh, we have built some, one of, some of the very complex platforms for web-based businesses. So getting the website done and <coughs> defining what the marketing needs are and taking, doing all that, you know, whatever work is needed. And, uh, and then communicating with the with the clients to make sure monitoring it, making sure that they are happy. So, so we are we are like literally uh, A to Z. We are doing everything for digital marketing, uh, and and we right now we have all sort of clients. So so we have uh, some you know one of the the largest uh, luggage company as our client. We have some local landscaping companies which which would be like four or five million dollars in sales are clients. Uh, we have a client, you know, it, it's a, it's a uh, Asian rest, uh, grocery chain, which is three billion dollars as our client. And then, then we even have some dentists, uh, for example, who have maybe a million dollars. So we have all sort of clients that we <coughs> currently we are doing. Uh, and, and what we are doing is from 2018, we are making, uh, you know, a readjustment um, so that we are just going to, we are creating a, a new division right now, but eventually we want to just do do that. Uh, you know, so we are transitioning to an area where we, are going, we will be focusing only on the healthcare industry clients. Uh, we have had really, again, I did uh, some analysis this year and I'm realizing that our, you know, we are able, able to do some real magic for the healthcare clients. Uh, that we have, generally speaking, getting them a return on, on investment, which is 15 times or more. Uh, so we are just going to focus on that. Uh, and you know, by focusing on one vertical, you also start to get better and better. So that's what we are doing. So right now we are, we will be doing exactly the same thing, except uh, right now it's everyone is our business uh, 2018 onwards our focus is going to be on the healthcare industry 
Got it. So uh, you, it sounds like you once again identified um, who your best customers were and just started focusing on them. Exactly right. Exactly right. Very cool. So what is the key to doing, uh, to doing your work effectively? So we, see, I'm a marketing guy, right, from the, uh, and I came from really large corporations, and like I said, I've been lucky to become head of marketing at the very, like, fifth year of my career, I was head of marketing for billion-dollar corporation on. So I know that the key factors of any very successful business is you have to have a very high level of customer satisfaction. You have to have uh, good online presence because a lot of the people are going there. And the third thing that has that is now becoming more and more important is uh, is you need to have a really stellar reputation online. Because people, even when you are pro in prospective client, no matter, even if there's a, a referral, now they go and check about you. So, so when they go and check about you, you should be, you should have a really robust presence, but also, you know, you should have a really nice, uh, um, um, you know, a stellar online reputation. So that is our, our basics is we just work with the company to make sure that they are, um, of course, they are who their customers are and what's a unique value proposition. Those things are, you know, some of the basic stuff that is there. And then we just, we say, okay, let's figure out how happy is your customer. And then, um, then we, we even have uh, created a process to monitor the customer satisfaction, or in the new case, it will be patient satisfaction on an ongoing basis, and, and also do analysis there so that you know where you are not doing well, where you are doing well, uh, so that you know where you need to improve, what part you need to emphasize in your marketing and all. And then, of course, we also create the very robust online presence. So when a prospective uh, client or patient is looking for a business, they find them. Are there uh, fundamental differences between how a medical practice markets itself online versus um, how uh, a, a local business in general might market themselves online? Um, you know, the, the there is not, I won't say that the processes are same. The big difference with medical uh, practice is that uh, is it because of the how serious it is? You know, it's about you, right? You are going to a doctor because if you are you are not feeling well or something. Uh, so what there is on the web about you is really ten times more important than, for example, if you are a plumber, right? And someone has a plumbing problem and and they are contacting you because here it is really it is about their health, the the patient. So the the emphasis on patient satisfaction and the online reputation is, it needs to be very high. As a matter of fact, uh, you probably know that uh, almost 70%, if not more, of the prospective patient find out about a, a, a physician or a medical facility like urgent care or whatever, either through the, you know, their uh, referral from other doctors or, or recommendation from their friends, relatives, or from their from the list uh, that they get of the providers from uh, the insurance company so so but before they choose a uh, you know provider they need to they will go and they will check uh, search about you so unless you have really good things there that they can see 
uh, you are going to lose it. As a matter of fact, uh, 30 in, at Bright Local, which is a company that is focused on local marketing, uh, they do annual research. And the last research that they did said that 31%, I think, of the prospective patients totally depend on, rely on the online reviews, for example, when they are selecting a provider. And about 80% of the, the prospective patient give the same emphasis on online as they put the emphasis on, for example, referral or recommendation. So, so that is one big difference for the healthcare industry where, again, you know, you need to have satisfied customer so or satisfied patient, otherwise, I mean, that is your foundation. But, uh, you know, your online reputation for healthcare industry is way more important than, you know, and I'm, I focus on small businesses, so whether you're a plumber or, or you know, some, some of these other. I'm, I'm not right. discounting that, uh, you know, you, you need to have a very good uh, referral, but not as critical as it is on healthcare. What, uh, what percentage of your online reputation as a, a health care practice um, is, is in your control versus what, what percent is outside your control? So one of the things that we have, we have when, when you say in your control versus outside, tell me exactly what you mean. So, so it'd be I, something that you can influence, whether it be your okay. own website or, you know. So, so w you see, we did some really extensive study because we have about, 300 uh, healthcare providers, right, as our client. And so we did s some really extensive research and what we found out, because you see, we have the patient satisfaction information of 300 physicians, right? Because, you know, we have a process that we use to monitor them on an ongoing basis. And then, uh, then we also, so what we did is we went, we created a, a tool and we went out for the same people and we, we went and we got their, uh, you know, average on the reviews. So the thing that we found was there's a total disconnect. If you look, so, so a physician, you will see on Yelp, for example, maybe it will, uh, their uh, uh, Yelp rating is 2.1, which is, which is actual number for a physician, that uh, a client that we had. So it was 2.1. And when we did their, uh, you know, patient satisfaction, it was, 9.5 on the scale of uh, average, on the scale of zero to 10. So you see how there's a big disconnect. And the Definitely. part of the reason is that when, if you don't manage proactively your uh, reputation, then people are, you know, they tend to only, uh, the unhappy ones tend to uh, to go and write it. And there is, there is always two, 3% of your customer, no, no matter what business you are in, are going to be unhappy but they seem to be 10 times more likely to go and write it. So I tell my clients and, and th they don't have a choice. So suppose if someone says, no, 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 just do digital marketing for me. I don't care about you know, online reputation or uh, patient satisfaction. We just say we are the wrong company. We Got don't it. do that. So Make anyone who comes to us, we monitor uh, their patient satisfaction and, uh, and, and the review. That is totally part of our package. I mean, it's, it's, if someone doesn't want it, then they are not our client. So everyone that we take, you know, need to believe in that. Makes total sense. Let, let's get into a couple news stories here. Um, we took both from uh, the GMR blog. Uh, the mm -hmm. first one titled, Seven Ways to Get More Patient Referrals for Your Medical Practice. Right. Um, I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit about the seven ways. 
Sure. So, you know, this is, uh, this particular article was written, was totally focused on what you can do in terms of digital marketing. What are the digital marketing methods you can say or uh, practices that you can use for generating more, uh, you know, more leads. And now remember what it, so, so there are two ways that you, you do that. You know, one way is when people are finding when they are looking for you, uh, for your profession, so if you're a primary care physician and someone is looking in your area for primary care physician, then, then you need to be, to get found. And then then the, the, the second piece is, is obviously you need to have a social media presence. Uh, it, no, so, so that is how you get uh, recommended by your, uh, your friends. So, so that when you have a problem, you talk to your friends or, or relatives that they, they send you. The insurance company, we are not looking at this because insurance company and physician referrals, you, you get that anyway. So, so having said that, you know, the, the seven ways to get more patients. So one is, uh, of course, there's a paid advertising, as you know, the Google AdWords and all, which we always tell people to, uh, to use. Uh, we had, you know, there are uh, reports that says 81% of the people click on PPC ads, and if you would know that nowadays it is hard to avoid them, right? Because Google, it used to be that Google will put the paid ads on the right-hand side so people will ignore it. Now they have mixed it so much that unless you notice that there's an AD <laughs> ad, uh, these are the ads, you won't know. So we, so we are saying that now paid advertising you cannot avoid. Uh, obviously, this, the second thing is you need to have search engine optimization and and essentially what it is, is is you need to be organically found when someone is looking for uh, your kind of, uh, your business, your kind of, um, in your area, so your prospect. So so we, uh, search engine optimization becomes very important and we have really had seen a lot of new business coming to our clients through search engine optimization. Uh, like I said, social media marketing is becoming uh, really important, especially these days when you have uh, sites like Facebook, it's becoming like a go-to places for most people looking for unbiased information. And uh, so you, you need to have, and the same thing is true for, for Yelp and all, but essentially these platforms that you have, you need to have a good presence there, which we manage for our, our clients. And, and especially if you have on social media, if you have your own group, where you know you are i'm specifically talking about healthcare industry now where you are interacting with the questions with the patients and everything that's very important so we create like those kind of platform for our uh, client uh, email marketing is again uh, is a big piece of it uh, and we again we by the way if the our client don't believe in any of these things we don't do that so anyone who is used using our services are using all these. So email marketing is, is really for the existing uh, patient. And of course you have to be very careful with the, with the HIPAA and all that uh, uh, regulations. So you need to be HIPAA compliant at the same time. Just, we, we use email marketing campaign to, to keep uh, the patient engaged while they are not sick and giving them guidance or whatever is the, is the latest thing uh, that is happening, okay? Uh, blog is we use blog uh, in, 
no, for our uh, clients to just make sure that, that again, they have a presence and, and they can share their expertise. Um, now, there are some clients for, for who we even write the blog, but then of course they have to approve it because this is a doc, you know, healthcare physician. You know, for some of my existing clients, of course they can do whatever, but healthcare, you cannot have a third party write it. So, so basically we, we write it, send it to them, they can put their own language, they have to approve it. Uh, and, and the blog again helps them create, keep the presence. Uh, you know, we have, you know, we have created tools so that uh, it is easy for patients to book, uh, you know, the uh, go and uh, and ask the doctors to, you know, to sign up, to so look at the calendar, put their name. Uh, and also we have created like help desk where they can ask a specific question, uh, which is, which is again, between only patient and the doctor. So no one else can know that. It has to be like, again, very HIPAA compliant. So, so that in many instances, may, they may not even need to visit uh, the, the physician. But again, this makes physicians stand out, right? Uh, and then, then, you know, the references, which is, which is very good. So uh, for that, what I mean is the testimonials. So we collect, again, because we are asking people for their, uh, you know, satisfaction level, so we also ask them why they, they said what it is and most of the physicians, it, it's very high. So we also ask them, can we share your testimonial? And then of course we have to internally check it to make sure that uh, there's again, e even though it is gray area in terms of HIPAA, but if, if a patient has, is talking about their condition, we just not show that. So we have testimonials. So those, these are the seven things that we always uh, do for all our clients and we have found that it, it really helps uh, get like I said our typical clients their uh, return is is about 15 to 25 times their investment sounds in amazing um, let's get into our second story here uh, written by you AJ titled mm -hmm. five online marketing methods for a healthy relationship with your patients um, I'm curious all, of, all the me methods you mentioned have a do not section um, is it difficult threading the needle uh, to safely and legally market health services online? Yes, uh, and and again, that that's why you know that's why you uh, I tell, and that's the reason we are targeting we are kind of rebranding uh, re ourselves, right? Because for everything that you you see there, uh, there there are things that you cannot do because of the legal issues, uh, and and it is it can get really hairy the legal problems. So, uh, so, so that's the reason why we, we, we do that, where we say, hey, you know what, do not do these things. So even though, you know, for example, you have a, the patient portal, which, which like I said, we develop for our doctors uh, in, uh, in, so that they have their own community, right? The patient can come and, and ask anything. But if, if there is any kind of personal topic uh, that even the patient has has raised you just have to, you cannot make it on on the public forum so you just have to take it offline very quickly and and uh, and and remove that so even though um, you know that when they are making an appointment because it's only between patient and doctor it's fine but if if the if you have a portal where you are you are actively going back and forth so so that you know it's an educational kind of thing also 
uh, and collaboration, you just have to be very careful about that. Got it. Makes sense. And we're out of time for that. So that's it for today in Fjordcast. Uh, thanks for joining us today, AJ. Wonderful. Thank you very much. It was uh, really good talking to you. Absolutely, indeed. Uh, you can reach AJ by email at aj at uh, gmrwebteam.com. That's A-J-A-Y at gmrwebteam.com. Or you can reach the company at 714-731-9000. Uh, thank you to our listeners for joining us on the Fjordcast. You can download episodes of the program by going to fjordsdigital.com slash fjordcast or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio.